SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. He is a member of the National Executive Committee of the ANC and serves as its head of elections. He has served on this leadership structure for many years before being re-elected, of course, in December 2017. He has distinguished himself as a political leader and, which is more, a political survivor, serving many presidents, many leaders in a span of a career from student to youth politics all the way to the summit in national government. Right now, his position is that of national Minister in the Department of Transport. There's only one person I'm talking about. It's Razmataz Flick Ile, Minister Fear Something All, or if that doesn't make any sense to you, I crush your mama benu. Good evening, Minister Mbalula Gunja. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Songs, and uh, all the listeners. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Minister Mbalula, for joining us. We appreciate that. Why did you choose that song, Stimela, given the political heaviness, if you will, of that song? What does it mean and how do you interpret it? Well, uh, it is important uh, because uh, Stimela is a band that uh, really conscientized uh, us and uh, the nation as a whole and they sprung to the fore like many of our artists, and they stayed inside the country and fought their hard battles, and uh, Uput Reipiri and all of uh, the group members uh, really uh, held the fort and uh, conscientized uh, because their music was banned uh, by the apartheid regime, but uh, uh, we, the masses, unbanned it all the time. We played that music all the time. Minister Mbalula, let's fast forward to where we are now, the days of the struggle indeed. Not that they are over, certainly not the effects, but we live in a volatile political time where South Africans are desperate for a lot of things. Specifically in your ministry, what do you wish you had happening? Let's, let's assume for a moment resources were not an issue you could have what you want done in the transport space as the minister. What do you believe would be a catalyst in changing the socio-economic experience of the South African as it pertains to public transport? Uh, is to have means of transport diversified and giving people more options uh, particularly the working class, the majority in this country, more options and more transport uh, uh, for them, uh, from trains, mode of transport, uh, to taxis, um, you name them. So I think uh, we are like uh, 10 years behind. And all of the things I'm talking about are actually achievable. Is stuff that uh, we can do is not insurmountable. And I still believe that uh, even going forward, that can actually happen. Um, we need to invest a lot in the means of um, mass transport for our, for our people.
We're in conversation to Mr. Figile Mbalula, Minister in the National Department of Transport. He is tonight the guest, and very soon he will be taking over because it is hashtag Tuesday Takeover. In conversation with him for another 15 or so minutes, there is really not enough time for us to have, especially when we are very much respected by a minister. So please, if you want to participate, now is as good a time. 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes and messages are most welcome. Please keep them short and make sure if you send a voice note, the background noise isn't bad. Mr. Mbalula, you mentioned that the transport enterprise is some 10 years behind. Is, is, is that something that should not worry us as a society, given the fact that 10 years ago was 2010 and that was as good a time to catch up on what backlog we might have had given that infrastructure spend would have been supported given the hosting of the 2010 FIFA World Cup, of which you were an integral member as Minister of Transport. Was that not the time to catch up, for whatever reason, all of those lags, such that now when you talk about the Khao Train expansion project, for instance, it's something that can happen. When you talk about Prasa, we're not talking about the things we are talking of about Prasa, but rather making sure that the trains are safe, they've got more modern infrastructure there and they're running for longer. Ten years ago, in an economy that's fast becoming digitized and moving as fast as it is, certainly post a pandemic, it might effectively mean that we could be 15 or 20 years behind on the evidence of what you said. Uh, you're correct, uh, Songs. We are behind. It's not that we didn't have plans. Uh, 2010 was uh, an important period for us in terms of infrastructure and also upgrading our uh, means of uh, public transport. And uh, we're not bold enough to take some of the decisions. Uh, we only focused on how train. It cost us billions, but it was a good investment. We needed to extend that uh, with uh, monorail, and uh, we pulled back. And I remember Paul Mashatile in Gauteng, they were leading in that and Ignatius Jacobs uh, talking about monorail, we didn't understand what is that, and they said it's going to be a feeder, you know, to the how train, and it's going to take off from so where to connect uh, all the big cities and taking the model from Malaysia. We didn't take that decision. We will be far by now. Uh, we all depended on metro rail, and then uh, we unbundled the net and produced. Uh, what we call today the big company of government, which is Prasa. But Prasa itself was, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, run down, and as such that the, the big modernization program, uh, moving with times in terms of Prasa, uh, is 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 four years behind. So we are we we are on track to recoup and to to be back on track and do the good things that we need to do. Uh, we can't talk about a nation that is almost 60 million people now, and uh, and all those people depend on taxis, you know, for their survival, for transportation. And uh, the trains are a mess. And uh, we, we, we have not worked with the projections that by this time in South Africa, particularly Gauteng, uh, we should have been somewhere. So we, we are really behind. And there's no complaint on my part. I'm just, um, you know, uh, 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 depicting where we should have been and where we are going. So I'm not lamenting. Uh, I'm just saying 
uh, we, 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 we are recouping and uh, we are ensuring that uh, we move ahead. Like last week, we launched uh, the Signal NEFS, uh, biggest in Cape Town as a whole, and uh, here in Johannesburg, also at Essendon Park. We do have that. But that center, Songs, was launched uh, by Minister Dipur almost 10 years ago, and it was not put into operation. Ask me the question why. It's because people why? never focused on what needed to be done. You see, you said that three times, actually. We didn't do what should have been done or a variation thereof, Minister Mbalula. Now, how do you imagine South Africans should feel about that, which is more, how do you imagine South Africans feel about the fact that it is known that the ball was dropped? There doesn't seem to be the kind of narrative around the ball being dropped that suggests... First, a sense of regret, because ultimately it speaks to disservice. And more than that, that disservice has had a severe constraint on South Africa's economic fortunes. Because if people are not going to be moving as freely and as frequently as they may, it has a ripple and knock-on effect to all spheres of life. South Africans now, in the minister's words, not only are they 10 years behind in the public infrastructure, but there were a couple of balls that were dropped, known balls that were dropped. And from the sentiment that you have expressed, it just seems like somebody just didn't feel like doing what they were supposed to have done. How should I, as a South African, feel about that? Well, uh, you may be disappointed as a South African, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, when we, this department first of transport, uh, never had an opportunity to have a minister serving for a longer period. Uh, in terms of uh, its own management, it was depleted, did not have a director general. DG was suspended for almost uh, 10 years. Ministers did not last. We've got a plan now, which we're implementing. Uh, the modernization program at Prasa is going to take off like we have never seen before. We have brought stability uh, with Mpond as an administrator, even though that decision was taken out of the window by the courts, which uh, we have complied now fully. Uh, there's been a great strides that have been made to bring about stability in terms of governance and uh, spending on major capital projects uh, and also implementing uh, the, 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 the modernization program. We are moving ahead in terms of transport capability at our disposal. Some of the projects are held up in the system in terms of uh, integrated public transport network, uh, the BRT programs, what you will know as BRT. Uh, in the Northwest, in the Free State, monies just uh, were disappeared. And then uh, in the, we're working in the Cape, uh, and uh, my city, and then uh, all those particular areas to recoup. And then um, we are also looking at uh, what we call uh, concession plans uh, to build the new branch lines of railway uh, in different areas of our country. So you are going to see um, uh, mobility in terms of trains sprung into action in, in, in almost all our provinces to complement Prasa and extend its tentacles, but through concessions. And then uh, the speed train is implemented as we speak. We're looking for a feasibility study. So it's exciting times that we are in. We are, of course, have to pass the hurdle of the ETOLs 
to enable our road network expansion uh, in the country to go far and wide and uh, build our roads. As you would have seen this past weekend, I was in Msikaba and two and Mtentu. Mtentu uh, project has actually been blocked by the conflict and uh, people who demand 30% and, uh, and, and all of that. But if you look at Msikaba, this is tower to tower. You know, the biggest and the largest, you know, uh, road network uh, in, the, in, the, in the African continent, uh, like we have never seen it before. So uh, as we speak, that infrastructure pro pro program, as we have unblocked it, is being implemented, Mtentu has been revived. We're going to do everything in our power to secure uh, that project continuing. So... Exciting times ahead, Songhezo. Uh, we are unblocking everything. We're dealing with what we have to deal with at Prasa. We've got a new board, exciting board, and um, we are now at an implementing phase. I think uh, next year, all the bottlenecks you can think of that uh, we have had to deal with will be something of the past. And uh, we'll, we are now focusing on implementation and implementation. Fantastic. Lastly, I'm sure. dealing with uh, the taxi industry as we speak. Yes. We're going to talk about the taxi industry very shortly from now, but I think it's only wise and fair that we give the callers an opportunity to speak directly to the public office bearers in this order. Colin, Scully and Anonymous, Cape Town, Durban and Durban. Colin, good evening. Mr. Mbalula on the line. Good evening to the minister. You know, Zangeza, I would like the minister to go back 25 years, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I worked for the Transnet Engineering, coach building and all that stuff, in Salt River Works. I'm retired now, 10 years. Um, we made coaches from scratch for Malaysia and all that stuff. We exported those coaches from Salt River Works. And that fell away now in the last 20 years. We built our own coaches, we built our own cattle trucks, we built our own coal trucks, everything in Salt River Works in St. Hazel. Mm. Now, in 2000, or one, uh, 1999, 2000, they started dismantling all those workshops and projects and things like that. Everything went by rail. Your cattle went by rail, your coal went by rail, your petrol and things like that. That is why we've got so much problems and congested roads and very bad roads because the transport is too heavy. It's on our roads and it's not been maintained. What on earth made them get rid of Salt River Works when they built beautiful dining cars, uh, coaches and all those things? Thank you, sir. I would like a minister to explain it. He sure shall. And I've made a note to make sure that I remind him, should he not, Scully in Durban. Good day to you. Good good day to you, Sangezo, and, and and to the minister there. Um, my take is I just might be a, a little shift uh, from the thing. Is why do we have to pay penalties in the COVID time for car licenses and uh, whatever vehicles on the road? And um, uh, as for the transport, we should be going the European model a little. You know where fastness. Uh, like Japan, China, and also the European models, um, uh, uh, to name a few, the United Kingdom, uh, Holland, and so such. Um, please elaborate on the fine payment from the area. 
the of the licensing of motor vehicles. Uh, I think it should be a no, and the e-tolls should be a no, no, no go area. You know, it should be just a good e-tolls, good roads, but no fee paying. Fantastic. Bye. Thank you so much, Scully. Much appreciated. Anonymous, good evening, Durban. Good evening to you and good evening to Mr. Singh Figile and Mr. Balula. Uh, okay, I just want to discuss the issue about uh, how is he going to curb the problem of uh, theft of, um, you know, uh, in, in the railway, uh, uh, railway line, the criminal offenses that are taking place. How is he going to protect that from happening so their trains are, are normal and not that there's no trains for the, uh, you know, for the uh, uh, commuters? And also at the same time, uh, I know of a young gentleman who's bringing stolen goods and trying to sell it at the scrapyard, not far from my place of residence, but the scrapyard is not buying it from the railway line. But the scrapyard is not buying it, so he's dumping it into the manholes and he's also dumping it in front of our, um, my boundaries. You know, how he's going to curb all those problems. Sure, we appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you so Thank much, you. Anonymous. Last caller, Eunice in Johannesburg. Hi there, and hi to the minister. The question I want to ask is, I think the minister raised this in the, you know, when uh, Parliament is open about compulsory um, insurance, minimum with uh, third-party insurance. Now, this is an issue I raised with 25 years ago, mind you, with the then Minister of Transport, Mac Maharaj, and since then, nothing has happened. Now, if we have compulsory minimum third-party insurance for motor vehicles, like what they have in the UK and in Malaysia, it would make drivers more responsible, it would boost the panel-beating industry, and it will create responsibility on our roads. Currently, you know, with no insurance around, most of the cars are not insured, but the AAs, I think 70% or something like that, they said that cars are not insured. And, you know, if you, if you, you insure, you meet with an accident, it's, although it's the other person's fault, your premium goes up. So I'd like to know a time frame when the minister is going to put this in place, because I think it's highly, highly overdue. Thanks. Thanks so much, Eunice. We certainly do hope we hear from you again. I haven't had a conversation with you before. I understand you're a first-time caller, if not certain second-time caller. Those are the questions then put to you, Minister Mbalula. Colin, Scully, Anonymous, and Eunice, your response. You've put us on mute, Mtlegas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, we, we, you, we, you will be happy to know that uh, on the question of um, our own rolling stock, we, we are producing and building our own rolling stock in Nigel, in Agurleni. Um We've got the biggest company there called Kibela. Uh, that is uh, producing trains. We call them blue trains. You are going to see a lot of those. We're replacing the yellow with blue. And uh, we are on track in terms of uh, implementing moving from road to rail. That is our strategy, moving from road to road, goods and people. Uh, and uh, in the next uh, 10 years, you, need, you, you have to see uh, the effective implementation uh, and coming into a beam of uh, the road to rail uh, strategy. Uh, in terms of um, uh, the e-tolls, and some of these trains, by the way, uh, you've got them in Pretoria, you've got some in Cape Town. Uh, you will be seeing those trains there, and also in the Eastern Cape. Uh, we're building, it's a project of, uh, ten, of over 10 years, 
we're investing billions into that particular project. And um, uh, so you are going to see all of these trains uh, all over the place uh, in the next coming uh, 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 year or so. In terms of um, uh, ETOLs, uh, the user pay principle is what is at the center uh, of uh, the ETOLs. Uh, and that is what uh, we need to understand. Um, we can't advocate for total shutdown and non-payment. Uh, we've got to embrace the user pay principle. I, I, I've understood people to be saying that uh, we agree to the user pay principle, but uh, with the e-tolls, it is over-exaggerated in terms of expenditure, particularly uh, for the middle class in our country and so on. There's been an all-round protest uh, against that. And hence, government is looking at the e-tolls in terms of what is the best solution. But we must understand that we've got to pay for what we use. And that is, that is very important. Uh, there is no nation that just rides on a free, free, free everything all around. That is not sustainable. Uh, we are nonetheless looking at that. When it comes to vandalism, I've got a big plan for Prasa, which I'm implementing as I'm speaking to you. And uh, the new board uh, will get that from me next week. I've already had an introductory meeting with the new board. And then uh, the board comes in when I have adopted a, a detailed, comprehensive security plan. What is it's that not plan? Gonna be, that plan involves law enforcement. That plan involves digital you know, uh, security. Uh, uh, that plan involves insourcing of security at Prasa and doing away with security companies as, as per decision uh, of the Auditor General and the Public Protector in the derailed report uh, that the security companies that were operating there at Prasa were irregularly appointed. So uh, we are appointing 3,100 people who will be deployed, who will be capacitated fully with digital uh, support and uh, with everything, body cams, drones, uh, and all of that. So uh, every station will be guarded. We're looking at putting guards inside the trains uh, going forward uh, so that uh, we minimize, we don't minimize, we do away with that anarchy of people riding on top of the trains on near post So that, 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 that is gonna be, that is gonna be something of the past. You will ride the train, uh, reliable, and, and then um, uh, that is how we're going to keep this vandalism. Uh, we're going to dig, uh, you know, underground the cables so that it is not easy for criminals. But over and above that, uh, we will support that uh, with physical, you know, uh, security uh, uh, on the ground, boots on the ground, but also digital uh, support. So that, that, that's what uh, we will actually be doing. On the car licenses, we have extended uh, on this uh, with six months, which, uh, I mean, up until uh, January uh, 31st, uh, so that uh, people must know that uh, uh, I know there's been an all-round outcry about 
been arrested, uh, whereas there is a grace period that has been given. We will emphasize that. I was in communication with Minister of Police in some of the roadblocks uh, they've been conducting in the past weekend. We have clarified that particular issue even in the National Command Council. But we're going to up the tempo in terms of communicating uh, regulations around COVID-19 uh, at level one uh, 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 this time around, because we have realized that uh, uh, our non-communication has not helped, uh, have not aided the, the, the road users and the motorists in general with regard to challenges like this that uh, they face. So thank you, uh, Songhezo. Thank you so much, Minister Mbalula. You know, we are running out of time and I wouldn't want to take away from your time as the takeover guest. So with all due respect, what I propose to do is this. We're going to take a short ad break now. And what we shall then do is engage the takeover in the truest sense. We do have a couple of voice notes. With your indulgence, Minister, I, we will play these voice notes just before the news. If you could just spare literally five minutes after the news to respond to those voice notes, who, if we were to play now, it would mean we're eating into your time with your takeover guest. So the proposal is, let's go to an ad break now. After the ad break, it is the takeover with Mr. Mbalula and the guest of his choice. More about that in a second from now. Just before the news at nine, we will play these very short three voice notes, after which, after news, Minister Mbalula will take just two to three minutes to reply, albeit very succinctly. Let's go.